0: What's up everybody, this is Jonathan Art. <clears throat> me from American Dream Sports and today we will kick off the first video of the summer. I'm happy to present to you this episode, um, I intend to make two episodes today, I, I don't know which one I'm going to put out when exactly, but I intend on making two episodes today. Um, the first episode I plan on making today is about, it's going to be music related. Um, I'm going to put out, this video is going to be about, uh, something that I had recently talked about in, I believe it was the last episode that I put out last week, which was ranking the best hip-hop albums of all time, and one of the hip-hop artists I had mentioned was someone we're going to talk about in this, in this, uh, episode today, um, excuse me, I've got a little bit of, uh, pardon me, I've got a little bit of uh, congestion going on right now, so, bear with me here, um, but I'm hoping to get through uh, this artist today, um, and then I'm going to do a sports one later, I don't know which one's going to come out when, or I might put them both out today, Um just as kind of a, hey, this is what's up. You know, I put out a daily one, and then maybe I put out a sports one a couple of days of the week. But really, only one series is over in the NBA right now. So, I usually like to talk about the series kind of as a recap, or if there's any series that are going into Game 7s or something like that. But there really isn't a lot going on. I mean, there really isn't a lot. I mean, there's been a few injuries. There's been incidents with fans and stuff. But most of that's already been covered pretty thoroughly. So I'm not sure if I want to talk about that so much, but because I try to focus on some things that maybe aren't talked about so much, so you get some newer information, Uh, but what I'm hoping to do is this series is just going to be first, like a first episode, depending on how it goes, this artist might get more than one part, so like part one might be coming out today, uh, and part two might be coming out tomorrow. Whereas like other artists, like newer artists in the game, we might be able to get through two, maybe three of them in an episode. Uh, Episodes will range from 35 to 45 minutes, as my anticipation is. So that's how we're going to kind of do it. So the hip-hop artist we're going to be talking about today is Eminem. Uh, I recently read a comment on TikTok. Um, I'm not usually on TikTok a whole lot. And I'm certainly not in the comment section, like, ever. Because, you know, like, the Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, the comment sections are just so toxic. Social media comment sections, YouTube included, are just so toxic. They're just full of just stupid opinions, stupid takes, just stuff that doesn't make any sense, just to stir up drama, to stir up the pot. Um, And one of the... Uh, I think the TikTok had something to do with Eminem or ah uh, hip hop artists like Mount Rushmore artists and stuff like that. Like, who would you fill it in with? And this person said, "Eminem, the same guy that that uh put out um that put out Revival." The dude only has three good albums. So today we're gonna be going through Eminem's discography, which is basically all of his CDs that he's ever put out. I. Uh, That will the list will include, um, the list will include uh, albums and projects that he did that were not specifically his, uh, for his like promotional like just for like his own personal music that he put out like it's gonna include collaboration albums with his uh hip hop his former hip hop group D12, uh, who he recently disbanded about two years ago. Um, and then, also, he's going to, and also, some of his, uh, shady, uh, projects and stuff like that, which he has put out over the years, so we're gonna, we're gonna get into that as well, I just gotta try to find my, I gotta try to find my, um, my sources here, so, Basically, what has been going on here is he's got I think it's 16 albums uh, from starting from 1996 until this year, so that's about 24. It's about 25 years now um, that he's been out making music, and of course, there's there's a lot of talk around him. There's been a lot of talk around him for probably the last I would say probably about uh, I would say probably about 22 years. Um, just because he's been such a polarizing figure, excuse me, he's been such a polarizing figure in hip hop and everything else like that. He's, he's put out a lot of music, a lot of controversial music. He's had lots of public beefs and lawsuits and public drug addiction issues. And, um, he's recently, of course, with this new generation, they want to cancel everybody. They've been trying to cancel him and whatever, but it's just kind of a non-ending cycle. He'll probably be continue to be talked in the media and in the public for probably as long as he's alive just because of everything else that's going on with him and his music, the people that he uh, works with and uh, everything else. So in a chronological order of everything that has been put out starts in 1996 with Infinite which didn't really do anything Infinite has like a couple had sold a couple thousand but it, it kind of got him kind of got him noticed and got him like in into like the public eye uh, that's how uh Dr. Dre and the group uh the record label in California was able to notice him and find him they got a they got a copy of it and they also got a copy of some of his his uh other stuff they got a copy of his some shitty ep which usually isn't isn't talked about in terms of because eps aren't really albums they're just they're like mixtapes and so they don't they're not as long as albums like they're not like an hour plus long they're usually more like a half hour they might have you know Six, maybe eight songs on it at the most, and usually you don't you don't sell them. You just put them out, so it's more for recognition than anything else. Um, and so that's kind of like what it's been all about. Um, kind of just you know, uh, that's kind of how I have and uh, envisioned it over, or uh, not envisioned, but kind of like seen it over uh the last while so i guess a lot of rappers have put up mixtapes and eps and uh other things like that over the years it's definitely more of an old school thing um rappers nowadays don't really do that that's more like what that's what more like what cyphers are for or that's why you see like um artists using like a like a like a a sample or a beat from an old beat from years ago that they sample and they're on like some talk or radio show or something and they'll rap over it to prove what they got or something like that um so that's just kinda pretty much just kind of how everything goes how everything kind of lines up i guess with what they used to do. Um, so if we look at what Eminem has put out, he's put out 16, he's put out 16, uh, albums or, or projects, I'll call them over the years. Um, you've got, uh, what's up? Uh, I should be in the bathroom already. Doesn't matter. Sorry about that. My brother was looking for something. But, like I was saying, he's put out 16 different projects over the last. Uh, several uh over the last uh few decades uh from stuff like shady fifteen, the revival, reup, d twelve world, hell the sequel, infinite, encore, kamikaze, devil's night, Marshall Mothers LP, uh music to be murdered by, recovery, relapse, slim shady LP, Marshall Brothers LP, and Eminem Show. Uh in terms of chronological order Infinite was first. Uh Infinite is like I said, his first major project. Didn't really get a whole lot of, you know, spotlight or anything else like that. But it's, it's you know it got him kinda got the ball rolling for him, kinda put him into the spotlight, put him into the public eye. Uh and that's kinda got what got ended up getting him signed. Then there's the Slim Shady LP, which came out later, which came out after that, um, Slim Shady LP uh, is really what got him, um, got him going as a top artist uh, in in hip hop. It was his second album. It included songs like "My Name Is Guilty Conscience," "If I Had," '97 Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, just don't, just don't give it an A F, and still don't give an A F. Uh, it came out in 1999, so right at, it came out eight days after, uh, Valentine's Day of 1999. So, just as the turn of the millennia is happening, a new era of hip hop is coming out. It's gonna be kind of you know Eminem introduces himself as as Shady and stuff like that, and you're going to start to enter the era of of, relentlessness and gangster rap for, like, the next decade. It's going to be mostly stuff like that. The Slim Shady LP uh, was certified platinum on April 5th, 1999. That means about two months after it came out, it was certified platinum. Uh, on November 15th of 2000, it was certified quadruple platinum. So, you know, it was kind of like, uh, and in, in a, in a very quick amount of time, he was able to kind of put out there oh uh, Hey, I just don't care. I'm just going to say what I want. I'm in the public eye. I've got controversy around me and I just don't care. So I'm, I'm going to put out whatever I want, whenever I want, you can't control me. MTV was huge at this point. Uh, that's uh, music. Music TV was was huge at that point. So, I mean, it, it was. It's. I don't know. It, it's crazy. Um, the Slim Shady LP overall sold uh, eighteen million copies, and was on the two thousand twelve list of greatest albums of all time that's not just hip-hop, that's any album, any era, any, anything of all time was ranked on that list. Uh, it was his first, first, um, excuse me, his first album to go diamond and one of the first albums to go diamond in hip-hop. Now, When most people talk about, hey, selling this many records, going diamond, this, that, the other thing, they usually talk about the U.S. So he sold like 5 million copies in the U.S. And then went to sell on over 18 million or over 13 million overseas. So that's just... that That came out in... That came out in 1999. So the next one that came after that was the Marshall Mathers LP, which... Was, in my ranking, one of the, like top three uh, album ever made. So that came out in. That came out in 2000. May 23rd of 2000. Uh, the album was produced mostly by Eminem and Dr. Dre himself. It was recorded in 1999-2000. Uh, it ended up getting him the. Grammy Award for Best Rap Album, the Juno Award for International Album of the Year, um, Echo Award for Best Hip-Hop Artist, and the MTV Music Award for Best Album. So again, huge, um, huge, cop, uh, huge success for him. Uh, sold 21 million copies, which is two times diamond. Uh, of course, that's overseas. It sold over 10 million records here in the United States. So, that's two Diamond albums, technically one if you count it in the U.S., because most people, when they debate it, don't talk about the uh, worldwide sales, um, and I think if they did talk about the worldwide sales a lot more, Eminem would probably be undisputed to be the greatest artist of, uh, greatest hip-hop artist of all time, just because he's such an international, like, European. Europe loves him, um, Britain, France, uh, Germany uh you know all the countries over in europe they love him he's a europe he, they love him in europe too he's been over the years he's been some of their highest uh sellers over there too even among their own like their own group like he's sold number one in canada and the uk as well so um that came out in 2000 so now you've got like a back-to-back years like right there of oh boy um you know that's kind of just like where that where that lies right there then you've got the year after that was the year that um the year that 8 Mile came out 8 Mile is a movie basically describing uh, i was 2 years after that my bad 2002 8 Mile came out um, it was a movie depicting the life, basically, of Eminem and the the battle rap scene in Detroit, and basically his life, uh, his basically his life growing up. So, the na- they the uh, out there they the the music in that album isn't just made by him. It's like a collaborative album. Um, put out there, but of course, that is where the song "Lose Yourself" came from. It was in like with the last scenes of that movie, and "Lose Yourself" has quickly become had, had at that time quickly become one of the most popular songs out, and to this day is one of the most recognizable hip hop songs of all time. It's it's widely considered his best song that he put out and he's considered to be one of the greatest hip-hop artists of all time so that's also thrown into the mix for hey that might be the greatest hip-hop song ever written Uh, some people tend to disagree because some people say oh the the greatest hip-hop song should be this story by this artist or it's a song by this guy or it's the best diss track or it's the best whatever and but just in terms of popularity alone it's one of the most popular uh songs of all time and after 8 Mile came out my favorite album uh Eminem show which came out also in 2002 after so 2002 was like the biggest year for him because um he was on top of the world. He'd been on top of the world now for about 3 years since you know some shady LP came out. Um another another extremely successful album for him had come out. He had just come off of he had just come off of selling 1.76 million copies in his first week in the Marshall Mathers LP. Um and on March seventh, March two 2011, the Eminem show was certified diamond by the Recording Industry Association of America for shipping 10 million copies, making an Eminem's second album to receive a diamond certification in the United States. Like I said, again, that's another one. that So that would be his third album to go diamond, second to go diamond in the Americas. This album like I said in the last uh, episode of Ranking It, is my favorite album, but included songs, but included uh, such songs as White America, uh, Cleaning Up My Closet, Without Me, Sing For The Moment, Superman, uh, Till I Collapse, When The Music Stops. So, it's... So, we've gotten through like the three albums that people consider are his quote-unquote good albums. Now, if you're looking at that standard, all of those albums sold diamond or multi-times diamond across the world. And one of them sold 5 million copies and was his first real album. And the two subsequent ones after that uh, went diamond. If that is what's considered good then nothing we've listened to in probably the last 10 or 15 years is considered good. Because artists don't sell like that. Drake is the only artist with the significant help of streaming services to sell like that. And it's really not even close. Since that time you've had artists put out maybe songs that might match the selling requirement of just the Slim Shady LP of 5 million Um, but really but really it's if you're trying to say that objectively at least if you're trying to say that in order for an album to be good this is what it has to be now I understand that records selling records is not everything it's not all just about the numbers of how many you can sell because you don't have to be the most witty. You don't have to be the most lyrical. You don't have to have the best flow or cadence or voice. Or, uh, really, anything. You just have to be well liked and have a good sound, and you'll sell. If your beats are really catchy, your song, your album's gonna sell. But it's is it gonna sell five, seven, eight, ten million copies? But no, it's not. So. He has put out, these first three albums, this, this trifecta is considered the best trifecta of albums ever put out by a hip-hop artist of all time. Just, it is. Objectively, it is. Um, and that's also, I, I tend to agree with that opinion. Uh, and then, people after this point seem to believe... Ever since that high point of 2002... He hasn't been able to recapture that. He just It just isn't the same. So... Next... You have... Encore... Which came out in 2004. Um, yep. The album has sold 11 million copies worldwide... And was certified quadruple platinum in 2004. So again... Another Diamond album, not in the United States. Of course, it was a significant hit from 2002. But, again, 4 million copies on an album that's considered to be not very good. Or, at least by a certain portion of hip-hop fans. But, I don't know, I just... I don't know. Eminem himself has said that Encore is mediocre. And now you might say, well, that's it. That's, that's, all, that's all I need to hear. If he says it's mediocre, it's mediocre. And then you know there's nothing else I can do about it. He said it's bad, it's bad. He considered it mediocre for him, not mediocre in a complete context. He admits later in his He admits later in uh, in one of his songs. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's on the recovery album, which he makes uh, six years later. Uh, He says, Encore, I was on drugs, relapse, I was flushing them out. I never realized, I had thought, because the two albums that have come out subsequently are, at least for, for him personally that have come out are Encore and Relapse. They're pretty forgettable. In terms of his discography, sometimes they can be pretty, especially Encore can be kind of forgettable. You don't realize Encore was made in 2004, Relapse was made later. When when I had first seen all this, I thought Eminem had taken a five-year break from hip-hop, just like Mace did five years earlier. But it wasn't really a five-year break. He, he, So the reason of what happened was he describes it in his song, Be Careful What You Wish For, on the Relapse album, which, in my opinion, Be Careful What You Wish For is my favorite song off the Relapse album, which is the most controversial album he's put out in terms of is it good, is it bad, I don't like the sound, I don't like the whatever. Um, He describes it as... In the beginning of the song, it's just all these news articles out. Okay, his friend Obi Trice got shot in the head, but survived. His best friend, and his best friend who got him into rap in the first place, Proof, was shot and killed uh, in 2005. He got into a fiery car crash in 2005. Um, He was battling issues with drugs... Uh, His fallout with his wife was going on. His mother had been going on the last couple of years. Everything was just kind of screaming to a halt for him. And he describes in the song, in 2005, everybody thought he was done. Everybody thought he was retiring. He insisted that he was going to take a break because he needed to check himself into rehab for sleeping pills because he was addicted to sleep medication. So, he had claimed that he said that I need to go into rehab because I can't keep doing this to myself. I'm slowly killing myself. At this time, he was in his early 30s. People were fearing that it was going to be the death of another legend. Just like Pac and, and Biggie uh, and Big Pun. So, people had were starting to fear and he was starting to fear for his own life. Um... And this is where a lot of the conspiracy theories have come in of whether he's actually still alive or something happened to him and he's really dead and stupid crap. I don't believe in conspiracy theories. It's All, all that's fake. All the conspiracy theories of him being a clone and he's not actually alive because he looks... To, no, that's what happens when you become healthy and you're no longer addicted to drugs. You're not, you're not doing cocaine anymore. You're not doing uh, sleeping pills anymore. You're not taking any kind of pills, drugs, and you're done. You're you're clean. Um, And so that's kind of what he's describing at this point. And Encore was the album he had put out before going on that that hiatus. So Encore came out in 2004. And Relapse came out, uh, I believe it came out in 2007. If I'm correct, or 2006, uh, 2009, so it was like, um, it was like a five-year, it was a five-year kind of hiatus, now, he, so, 2004 to 2009, his, the, the gap in between his, his, kind of, his, um, his music, or his personal, like, line, I guess you could say, so... It was his sixth studio album posted in 2009. Uh, Songs included um, Bagpipes from Baghdad, We Made You, uh, Old Time's Sake, Beautiful, Crack a Bottle, Be Careful What You Wish For. It was recorded from 2007 to 2009. So like I said, it was recorded in 2007 to 2009. So it took two years to make it, to record it, and to finish it. So that means essentially he was on a two year hiatus. But that two two and a half year hiatus was extended to five because he didn't put it out. And and you know. So basically in the song in the album relapse, it's about his battle on on drugs again. Um I see in this article by CCN, the question is did Eminem really relapse? Eminem's dangerous habit nearly killed him. After his first attempt at sobriety in 2005 with some time in rehab, Marshall Mathers relapsed when someone he knew gave him some unidentified blue pills. After getting knee surgery in 2008, Eminem had another relapse. His pill addiction spouted out of control again. So basically, he in 2007, he checked himself into rehab, relapsed, checked himself back into rehab, Um, And then he was about to put out the album, but then in 2008 he relapsed again, re-spiraled back out of control. And essentially he spiraled right out of control. The album was subsequently pushed back for an early 2010 release, so Eminem decided to release Relapse as Relapse, Refill, Refill. With seven new tracks. And on Refill is where... The Be Careful What You Wish For comes on. Um, Forever. Most people know what that song is. It was on the More Than a Game. LeBron James movie. Kanye West. Drake. Lil Wayne. Eminem. Eminem had the famous last verse. Talks about in an album after that. I'm Sorry If I Took Forever. Um, Both as a I'm sorry I t- took so long to get back into the game And recover with my pill addiction But also I'm sorry I stole that song from everybody Because everybody else had to rewrite their verses uh, Also had other songs on there that weren't as Weren't as you know Well known uh, I'll say So that's that album The next album he makes after that is basically I what I like to call it. I mean, his album title is a pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good uh, idea of what actually is going on, what what it actually is, not just in his life, but in his return to the top in music. Recovery. Recovery is the seventh studio album. It was recorded in two thousand nine to two thousand, and then put out in two thousand ten. So, the songs on here included are Cold Wind Blows, On Fire, Going Through Changes, Not Afraid, No Love, Space Bound, Cinderella Man, Almost Famous, Love The Way You Lie. If you've listened to that album, you know every song that I'm talking about. Even if you haven't listened to the album, you probably know about three or four songs I just mentioned. You probably know Love The Way You Lie, you probably know Not Afraid. You probably know Cold Wind Blows. I mean, those are just songs that people kind of have an idea. Recovery was right back to where, uh, essentially, basically, uh, how he wanted things to go again. Um, at the end of the year, Recovery had sold almost 6 million copies. So, again, he's right, right back on top. Um, I... It, it's a controversial album in a completely different sense than Relapse was a controversial album when he put that out the year prior. Recovery, see, this is, the, this is one of the problems I have with hip-hop fans. It's just the hypocrisy when it comes to certain artists, specifically Eminem. Um, people can, can consider Encore, Relapse, and Recovery as all not good albums. And those same people will complain that there's not enough Slim Shady in his last decade of music or more. Ever since, ever since his drug addiction was over, essentially. People love Slim Shady because he was on drugs. He rapped, he was on drugs, he didn't care about anything, and people thought his music was funny. Then he made Relapse. Which is almost the entire album was while he was on drugs or recovering from them. So it's this idea that, oh, we don't, we don't like that album because it sounds funky, but we still want some Shady. Well, you got almost all Shady in that Relapse album. And yet it is considered to be one of his worst albums that he had put out. And then, so then people are like, okay, well, that album was super weird. We, we don't want any of that anymore. And maybe he's too old to be talking about stuff like that now. He's not some kid in his mid-20s anymore. This isn't 1998. This isn't 2000. The world is kind of changing when it starts to get to 2010. So he puts out Recovery. It's this beautiful, Recovery is this beautiful story about how he has recovered from drugs, how he's a changed man, how he's going to raise his daughter, how he's not afraid to take on challenges, how he's just like everybody else, and with the help of everybody else, he's going to help them out of where they are getting, and he's going to help himself out of where he's getting. It's this beautiful story. You know what people's problems with it are? The exact opposite of the problem they had with relapse. There's not enough shady on it. There's not enough of that haha, kind of I-don't-really-care feel anymore. It's too much of a pop album. Is it, though? Is it really too much of a pop album? And people say that without really of listening to the entire album because they don't want to. The people that have the most to say really know the least about the album itself. There are a few songs on there that are very uh, they're, they're pop they're, um, they're bangers they're, they're all over the radio love the way you lie not afraid I can tell you if I played that song in a gym I played that song before a basketball game at any gathering people would love it because that's the kind of song it is that's the, that's the kind of music that's being put out uh, I'm going to quick take a break And I'm going to come back for probably the last 10 minutes. We're going to conclude uh, kind of where Eminem is today. uh, And we're going to talk a little bit about um, his other projects that he's done. And we are back. So I'm back from my little break. I had to get some water and all that. So I'm I'm back now. So as I was talking about, um, the same issues that people have are... um, They have one issue with relapse, and then recovery happens, and they say it's it's too pop. Now, I I love the album Recovery a lot. I I think it's really great because, I I think for me, probably because it's like the first Not Afraid and Love the Way You Lie were some of the first hip-hop songs I ever heard. And for a long time, Recovery was my favorite Eminem album. Even when I started listening to him in, I think I was probably in like, probably sixth grade. Fifth or sixth grade, I think, is probably when I first started listening to him. Then I started bumping him heavy my early high school. Early high school career, ninth, tenth grade. Um, I still listen to him a lot. I was in the top, I was in the top like 3% for all his all the listeners of Eminem over the past, my Spotify review, but of the art I mean, that was the same thing for me for all my artists, I was top 2% in Pop Smoke, and I was top 2% in Lloyd Banks as well, if you don't know who that is, a former um, member of 50 Cent's uh, group, G-Unit, G-Unit was running with Eminem and uh, all those guys in the 2000s, and they were, they had a stranglehold on the game. And that might be another, another topic. Hip-hop groups probably will be sometime later this summer. Um, but I love, I love the Recovery album a lot. And I know a lot of people don't like it. It's because they don't like that it's so pop. Um, and then after that album came out, uh, Recovery came out in 2010... Uh, after, so basically he put out uh, two song or uh, not two songs, two albums in 2010. And then came out with another album, Marshall Mathers LP2, in 2013. So, I think he was trying to recapture the same success that he had in, 2000, in 2013. Which, I mean, you know it it went pretty well for him, I would say. I mean he sold Um The Marshall Mathers L P two is an album length bout of moral recidivism motivation motivational rehab narrative ditched wholesale. Just uh the more the more the triumphs of Eminem's world beating some shady Marshall Mathers Eminem show trilogy recede into memory. The more each subsequent release struggles to strike a tone that leverages an audience raised on the crass and, inclin- and iconoclasm of his of My Name Is and Kill You with the aging now sober father of three behind the music. As such, album's latest decade worth of albums have suffered under jarring shifts in tone after showing his first son's aware with O4's patchy encore. rebound rebounded with Dre beats and horrorcore Rhymes of Judgment Relapse, Sold well, but its serial killer shtick was uninspired. As Eminem openly admitted on the next year's Not Afraid, the last relapse CD was eh. 2010's Recovery maneuvered out of relapse and encore's Trump bucket humor by detailing the artist's struggle to overcome a long simmering prescription drug dependency. Serious Eminem proved a drag despite recovery couching its couching its 12, its penitent 12 step dispatches and rivulets of the usual some shady. Chicanery. So here we are staring down a once more radioactive blonde Eminem's Marshall Mathers LP2. Marshall Mathers LP2 is an album length bout of moral recidivism, recovery's motivational rehab narrative, ditched wholesale for a second helping of the celeb hating, self deprecating juvenilia of Eminem's beloved third album, peppered with samples of and references to the source material bad guy. Is a sprawling epic that finds the brother of Stan's titular-obsessed fan hatching an elaborate revenge plot, and Parking Lot inexplicably revisits the heist in the middle of Criminal to inform us that the gateway driver split and the shooter died. Rap God revisits a crash joke about the 1999 Columbine shooting, initially censored on the first LP's I'm Back. Old nemesis like Insane Clown Posse, Everlast, and the Backstreet Boys are lampooned as well. But mmlp 2 revisits more than just the characters and stories of the first installment. It also revels in its predecessor's worst behaviors. banding about misogyny and gay slurs as of Eminem's consolatory 2001 garami's performance with a pink polka-dotted suited Elton John never happened. Rap God is a god-stopping display of Eminem's champion technical prowess that waylaid in every verse by brazen homophobia. Love Game, the hotly anticipated team with Kendrick Lamar is similarly assailed by lunk-headed chauvinism both an Eminem's gross rendition of a woman giving him, uh, yeah, yep, and Kendrick's barbs about a guy who, oh, I can't say that either, and Klinging X, for whom a STD couldn't even get rid of. So essentially, the same people that were like, they wanted Shady so bad, so he gave him a relapse album while on drugs, essentially with a serial killer shtick. It should have been his best-selling album. If you think about it, it should have been the Slim Shady LP 2. But that's just not the case. Because it was 10 years later. Things change a lot in 10 years. You'd think that people that grew up listening to Eminem would have gone softer to him and would have kind of, you know, uh, respected him a little bit more. You know? And that just didn't happen, the way that I think it was intended to. Recovery is the opposite, and MMLP two kind of goes back to takes us back twelve or thirteen years to what that was like, you know. And and I think that's just so funny, just kind of how everything has worked out. And I and then you have everything else afterwards. And I, and I would say since MMLP two. Things just haven't been, just aren't the same. Now, it's not to say that they're not as good, but they're just not the same. See, ever since then, MMLP 2 album came out. He put out Revival, which wasn't very good. I, I mean, it wasn't a bad album. I mean, there were some great songs. There were like three or four of the songs, and there were really, really good. Um, I just didn't like the political nature of it i just i mean i I don't have any issues with him speaking about politics because obviously he's speaking about politics his whole rap career um but I didn't like the popness of it I didn't like some of the beats that he sampled on it i just I just didn't like that a whole lot um and then after that he came up with kamikaze, of course, which I consider to be a really great success and His, like... His, again, his bounce back. See... Then, after Kamikaze, you have... Music to be Murdered By. And then, Music to be Murdered By Side B. Which, both of them... uh, Music to be Murdered By and Music to be Murdered By Side B. Those are some pretty good albums. He's almost 50 years old. Those are some... I mean, those are some good albums. Um... The problem with Revival is um, people don't like it, too poppy, they hate it, too political. Um, kamikaze, I don't think people have any problems with Kamikaze. People love that he buried MGK. I, I, I think that's a pretty popular thing among uh, hip-hop fans. Um, and then I think music to be murdered by, people are kind of just like... People are kind of like, I like it, but they don't love all of it, which I can understand. I mean, I like it, but like at the same time, uh, one of my friends told me, he said, I like Eminem, I can stand him, I like him, I I like some of his songs, just his newest stuff is just, he's like, it's not like it's the same, but it's like repetitive, it's like kind of the same idea, and I don't love listening to the same idea. I mean, it's nice, to, it's great to listen to, but not all the time. And I think that's a pretty good way to put it. For me, I don't know, if I, I would consider Encore, see this, I, I don't know how to look at it. Because from an objective standpoint, I mean, the sales on all of his albums are really good. But again, sales aren't everything. Now, are we going to compare it to just rap in general and everybody's rap? Then I think most of those albums would have to be considered good, or all of them. If we're comparing him to other legends, then I think more than half of his albums probably should be considered good. But if we're comparing him to his peak self, then you probably only got four good albums. Maybe five. But for me, I think Eminem has made three classic albums. Three classic albums. One amazing album. Two great albums. And two really good albums. And the rest are just kind of whatever. They're up, to, up for debate. So of course his three classic albums, his trifecta, those are th- classics. Marshall Mathers LP, Eminem Show, some shady LP. Fantastic. Uh I think Recovery was an amazing album. I really I think it was an amazing album. Um then you've got uh great albums. I think Marshall Mathers LP two was a great album. Um and I think uh Music to Be Murdered by A and B were also was also a great album. Then I think kamikaze was really good. Um so that pretty much just leaves Yeah, I think Kamikaze was a good album. And then you've got uh, Encore, Relapse, and Revival. Encore, like I said, I think it's a decent album. Like, I think it's a good album, not just to his standards. I like Relapse, I think it's a really great album. Like, I would put it on the same tier as um, MMLP. Actually, I would consider music to be Murder by the same level as Kamikaze, like really good. And then great would be MMLP two and Relapse. Amazing would be Recovery and then, the Trifecta. Um. And then he's got other. I'll very quickly because we're we're getting up there in time. Uh, I'll get. I'll really quickly go through his other albums. Um, D twelve World was a pretty solid album. Um. It has some good songs on it. Not his best work, but it was pretty great. But that wasn't just him, that was a D12 album, so that really doesn't really count. Um, the Devil's Night is a very, very good album. I really enjoyed it. It's got songs like Rap Game and Fight Music on it. Uh, they're hilarious songs. I mean, D12 is amazing. I love D12 a lot. They're very funny, very comical, but they're also very brutal gangster rappers, and their music is awesome. Um... Then you've got the Re-Up, which is basically, uh, an album that came out, see, a lot of these albums came out, like, in his, like, in-between years, like, times with, like, kind of, like, like, one, some of them came out, like, 2001, some of them came out, like, 2005 or 6, like, in-between his period where he was getting off of drugs, that, that came out, um, Re-Up, uh, has songs like, uh, You Don't Know and No Apologies, which are fantastic songs, but that just wasn't with him. That had uh, Lloyd Banks for Descent, G-Unit, D12, Obi Trice, uh, all those rappers that kind of were in his group. Um, And then last but not least is Bad Meets Evil, which is his collaborative album with Royce to Five Nine in 2011. I think that was a really great album, too. Uh, I think it's pretty much on the same... I think it's just... I don't know if it's on the same level. I think I would put it probably... Uh, is it the same level as Recovery? I don't know. I, I would... I would I would say it's probably on the same level as Relapse and MMLP2 for me. I love it. Rice to Five Nine is great. Um, fast Lane is probably a song you've all heard. Living life in the fast lane. On the speed of life and I can't slow down. Only got a gallon in the gas tank. You know, last song, probably heard that one. And Above the Law is probably a song you haven't heard, but it's better than Fast Lane, and those are the two best songs in the album, overall great album. That concludes my time talking about Eminem. A little bit of a longer episode. Uh, Some of these are going to be longer. Uh, This one's going to come out today, and I'm going to put out an NBA one probably tomorrow because there's more games going on tonight. I'm Jonathan Art from American Dream Sports. Thank you very much for paying attention and listening. Uh, to these longer episodes where I give uh, strong details and opinions. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you very much.